to acknowledge the existence of certain desires and impulses does not mean that we are proud of them or that we plan to allow them free reign. To the contrary, we may say about some personality trait or the memory of some shameful event from the past. I don't like that it's there and I intend to change some of this, but I acknowledge its existence. Such a step may seem rudimentary or even unnecessary to some, but in my work, I have discovered that an enormous amount of denial goes on within us. When I have urged certain clients to loosen the tight grip they keep on themselves in order to feel their pain and to embrace emotions such as anger or rejection, they frequently retort that it will do no good to feel sorry for themselves. But there is a difference between self-discovery and self-pity. Self-discovery is the opposite of self-pity, for it often requires great courage and honesty. Nathaniel Brandon makes this distinction very clear. To be self-pitying is to make no effort to deal with one's suffering or to understand it, to complain of it while seeking to avoid confronting it, and to indulge in thoughts or utterances about the cruelty of life, the futility of struggle, the hopelessness of one's predicament. To say, right now, I am feeling hopeless, is not self-pity. To say, my situation is hopeless, is usually self-pity. In the first instance, one is describing a feeling. In the second, one is making a statement of alleged fact. Descriptions of feelings, however painful, can be therapeutic. Statements of alleged facts about life or the world, motivated solely by one's painful emotions of the moment, generally are self-destructive. In the first case, one takes responsibility, the responsibility of awareness. In the second case, one abandons responsibility and surrenders to passivity.